The greatest rivalry in sports didn't really deliver on Saturday. Ken Gibbs from Locked on Wolfpack is here to talk about some of the games that are going over Saturday and why UNC can't hold a candle to teams that are ranked in the top 25 or, more importantly, teams that just might be better than them. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I am your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs here of Locked On Wolfpack. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Kenton, how are you feeling? How was your weekend? Um, my weekend was pretty good. It was it was pretty good. Uh, had some had a little bit of traveling for work. Uh, just got back in town, so. Everything is everything. I can't complain. How about What's yourself? Good. What city were you in? Uh, I was down in Houston. So. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Living the dream out there in the Long Star, Lone Star State, Longhorn Lone, State, Lone, Lone Star. Lone One of those. State. One of those. You know, way, way down, way down yonder. <laughs> well, well, listen. Now that's the second time you done misspoke this episode because they're calling the Battle of the Blues the greatest rivalry in sports. Not you exactly say sure that? about that. Not What's exactly the greatest sure? rivalry in sports to you? I mean, there's there's a lot that can be a contention. I don't I don't think you have one greatest. I think it's a lot like basketball players to where like you can't just have one go. There are multiple players that, you know, I mean, if you're talking if you're talking pure hatred, I don't think that uh, that uh, UNC Duke gets it done. I, I don't I pure hatred. Are you sure? Because my message oh, the other day when I put out one tweet saying why do people think that UNC should honor but, Coach but K see, and that's, went nuts. But that's that's why I say there isn't enough hatred here because the fact that there was even a thought of hmm maybe they saw him and I believe that uh, did Duke not honor Roy Williams or Dean Smith? It was one of those two. First of all, like first of all, let's tell the story. Dean Smith passed away, so there was a moment of silence for him. And they so, wore Dean Smith shirts the next day, didn't they? I really want people to stop acting like death and honoring somebody retiring is the same thing. I need that. I'm not. That. I'm not saying that. They're, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying they're the same thing. What I'm saying is that shows a level of like underlying, like you know, I hate you, but there's like a little bit of respect there. Do you think that Michigan fans will wear Woody Hayes shirts after he passed? You think that would have happened? You think that's the thing that happened? You think it? You think? Ohio State fans was wearing Lloyd, were are going to wear Lloyd Carr shirts or wore Bo Schembechler shirts? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, again, if you're talking about, well, you know, it's not about the hatred. It's about high level competition against one another. There's an argument for that there. There's an argument for that there. But then you've got a lot of other robberies that may not have the history, but high-level competition against one another. But if you say it may not yeah. have the history, then by by strength, you're saying it's not the same thing. So if, if history <laughs> so if history is all that goes into making it, there are rivalries with as much, if not more, history. Packers-Bears, for example. I'm literally – I'm not talking about the extent of it. I'm talking about the closeness and the, way, the level of excellence that are behind it, like you just mentioned. Oh, well, okay. Well, if those are your parameters, then yes. Nobody has that as close of a proximity – as much, you acting um, as if I'm the gatekeeper of parameters for greatest rivalry I'm just, sports, I'm and I'm literally telling you, well, damn, ESPN owes us a 
of retract. Oh, yeah. ESPN, the same ones who put Anthony Davis in the top 75 players ever and left out Dwight Howard. We uh, uh, Come on. Come on now. Come on. Anywho, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for playing. We I didn't know we were going to start this way, but I clearly knew what I was getting into by having a Wolfpacker join and talk about Carolina and Duke rivalry. Either way it goes, it wasn't much of a game. So I guess this is about as extended the conversation we can have for what happened in Chapel Hill on Saturday night. Duke winning 87 to 67, led the entire strength of the game. Love playing the villain narrative. Coach K in his final matchup in Chapel Hill made sure that he left with a great sour note for those Tar Heel fans. Point to say, Carolina has lost by 20 points or more to several teams that are in the top 25. This isn't their first rodeo of getting dog walked, and yet and still, people are considering them an NCAA tournament team, which makes me wonder if politics alone, strength of name alone, has to be one of those factors, or it might just be a down year for college basketball. I mean, I think it's a bit of both. Um, obviously the name matters. The name matters. There will always be teams that get in because of they have a marquee player who is on the team that they know. Let's be honest. When it comes to bubble teams, money matters. Like when it comes to one, two, three, four, five seeds, there's nothing you can do about that. That team just is who they are and there's no way of denying it. But when you get down to around 11, 12, 13, and you're talking about well, this is probably going to go to an automatic bid. But for the few play-in bids, let's look at some of the bottom names in the play-in bid. It's always going to go to uh, the players and coaches that are going to bring in the most money. And, and UNC is one of those schools that they're going to bring in a lot of money. Well, certainly enough, Carolina will have to hope that politics are on its side as they are looking to finish off the rest of the season against some really good matchups. They are currently 19-7, and looking for their 20th win, and they have to keep eyes forward, as, or excuse me, 16-7, as they look forward to playing a really decent Clemson team who put up a fight against Duke. <laughs> At least they can say that much. They'll have to play a Florida State team who we don't know which one we're going to get. They have to play Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, a rematch of Louisville, NC State, and Syracuse. And then, of course, they finish out with that one game in Cameron Indoor. So round one goes to the Blue Devils. Round two, it'll be Coach K's final game in Cameron Indoor. And I most certainly want it to just be a game, for the love of God. Just let it be a game. That's all I ask. I mean, I think the problem is Duke does well all the things that Carolina struggles with, and Duke stops well all the things that Carolina does well this year. Uh, Baycott is the big-name guy. He is the the steady the steadying force that keeps this ship right. And Duke has these really good big guys that are like, hey, Armando, have you met Williams? He's a lot bigger than you. Figure it out. And he couldn't. I mean, he he realistically could not. But it wasn't just on him. Uh, but the, the reality is he is a guy who, in big games, they're going to need him to go for about 15 and 10 or so. I don't think he can get that done against Williams. I don't think he can. I don't, I don't think he can get done against any big man that is better than him while we're playing. No, no tea, no shade. I just have seen it on paper throughout this season. But that's the thing. If we're talking about big men that are better than him, how many are there? I think that there are about in the ACP or in the country. And I think there are twenty-five to thirty in the country that are like solidly head and shoulders. I don't even think thirty. Maybe maybe twenty twenty-five that are head and shoulders better than him. And that's across the country. Twenty to twenty-five big guys that are better than him in the nation. I don't in the ACC. I think there are maybe, off the top of my head, without without trying hard here, I think we can name three to five. Okay. 
So, I mean, and, and mind you, of that three to five, multiple are on Duke. So that's, you know, that's, 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 that's going to be a, a, a problem for him in that matchup. He wasn't the issue. It was RJ and Caleb. If we're keeping it, if we're calling people out, it was the front court. I mean, excuse me, the back court had a terrible game, like straight but, up. And that's another, game. and that's another part of uh, what, what, uh, what I mean by they stop well, what Caroline does well, because RJ and Caleb are, when, if you're not looking at Baycott, if you're talking about what weapons do you have outside of him, you look at the backcourt, you say Love and Davis are turning it on. They've taken the step in their sophomore year. And then this freshman from Duke says, hey, I don't care what step you've taken. You you don't have anything ready for what I'm bringing. And he showed it. He showed, I mean, there's there's no, again, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There was, there, there are moments where you want to question whether or not this team has a, has that dog in them, has that fight in them when a team is going to bite back for the entire game. And I mean, I'm not the only one questioning it because Leaky Black has said the same thing. So, you know, there's, there is a, there is a good, uh, there's a good amount of the fact that yes, their guards are young, but they're good. But yet and still, I mean, again, I'm not sure what you can do up against the Duke team that matches you across the board at every level. There's nothing to question. I mean, it's really plain on paper that at the end of the day, until you show me differently, this is who this team is. This is who the 2021-2022 Carolina Tar Heels are. They do not know how to step up in big moments against better teams. And that's okay. It's February. Like, <laughs> we, we, we've we've met identities. They, this is what I'm naming you. We're a team that lacks some heart. And that's unfortunate. But the person who does not lack heart, two people I would give, is Leaky Black, who was a hell of a defender against Paolo who should have been defending Paolo from jump and Brady Manick, who was half the re- 90% of the reason why Carolina even had some fight going into the second half. Brady good on my block. He can anything he needed Chapel Hill. I got him forever. I wish, I wish I could say the same for the rest of the squad. Well, I, you know, and I'm sure that many people in Duke feel, I mean, many people in Durham feel that way about uh, AJ Griffin. Cause he was the guy who showed up and showed out big Shout time out to him. Every shot that you needed to fall for him, it fell. And then on the defensive end, he said, huh, oh, y'all think I'm a forward. Hey, Caleb Love, hey, hey, RJ Davis, come get in this torture chamber real quick. Let me let me show you how the best defenders in the country do it. And I, I didn't even think of him as that prolific of a defender going into this game. But, you know. Yeah, it was certainly tough. Want to talk about the rest of the Saturday games here in just a bit. But first, as I mentioned, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net remains the number one spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet Online has to be has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops. NHL, boxing, UFC, along the live real-time updates of your current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available to you here in 2022. BetOnline is where the game starts. And it's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the matchup. Are you ready for the Super Bowl, Ken Gibbs? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely ready for it. We got a couple uh, Wolf Packers in that thing, so it's, it's going to be great to see. We got a couple Wolf Packers, got a former Pitt. 
Pittsburgh Panther there and Aaron Donald, Florida State Seminole, and Jalen Ramsey should be a really great time. Cam and a- Cam Akers as well. A lot of great ACC legends ready to take on the challenge of winning the Super Bowl. So shout out and good luck to them. But talking about basketball here around the ACC and the men's side, Wake Forest beat Florida State 68-60. to Syracuse picked up a big win against Louisville 92-69. Clemson lost to Georgia Tech 64-69. Notre Dame beat NC State 69-57. to Going to hang here just a bit since I have locked on Wolfpack host Kenton Gibbs here on the show. A lot of people might be calling for Coach Keith's number after this one, only because we saw a NC State team that fought in spurts. Normally, they fight throughout. This was the first time where I, I was ever like, hmm, beginning of the game, it was like, what, 23-9? to Are we alive? Can I get a pulse on the NC State Wolfpack? Coach Keats, I, you know, you my dog. I'm rooting for you big time. It's getting frustrating. I mean, honestly and truly, when I'm looking at this team again, what evidence does anybody have that they should be performing better than what they are? So are we putting too much pressure on them based on we're not being realistic about their skill set or we're not being realistic just about who this team is collectively as a whole? Collectively as a whole, what are we, where are we getting this information from? Hmm. Again, I'm, I I genuinely want to know this because they're down almost anybody who is above six seven on that roster is hurt right now. Where are you getting the information from that they should be performing better? Where who, they're doing the best they can. They're doing the best they can with what they got. And also, NC State fans should be elated about this if you believe that this will follow the basketball team will follow a similar course of the football team for this reason. Hmm. A couple of years ago, NC State's football team was ravaged by injuries. It wasn't an injury bug. There was an injury swarm of locusts that ran through that roster. Now, on the back end of that, they had to play young guys who shouldn't have been playing. Those young guys got better. They learned what needed to be done to compete at a high level in the ACC, and they got better and better and better. And now they're the favorites in the ACC, which I'm not so sure about that. But now that's that's who they are. This basketball team should be looking at it the same way. You are literally in the exact same moment in time. Think about it this way. In football, Florida State, Jimbo left. Uh, Clemson, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but overnight, all their coordinators leave. Their quarterback can't throw the ball past 10 yards. Okay. In basketball, Roy is gone. Coach K is gone. Patrino's gone. Or Patino? Is it Patrino or Patino? Patino. 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 has gone. The only one you got to worry about is UVA. And even with UVA, UVA has a couple years where they're really good. And then they have a couple so-so. And then a couple where they're really good. And then a couple that are so-so. So if I'm Wolfpack Nation, of course, you're not excited by seeing your team lose. Nobody should ever be excited about watching their team lose. But the potential that this is part of a process to becoming really, really good should be exciting. Now, can Keats turn it away, turn it around the way that Dorn has? I'm not sure. But I would not be at the end of the day, Boo Corgan said this is our guy for the rest of the year. So his seat ain't hot yet. Well, you know, Boo can of course really back up Keats, which I feel like after the NCAA scandal that was over their heads, we've seen that, you know, with other schools, you give people a little more grace. You see Manny Bates injury, a reason why you extend a little more grace. I think what is going to be the metric for what makes people say, all right, we have a good team, but he's not that guy when it comes to Coach Keats. I mean, I I look at it like this. At the end of the day, this game saw a 
a barely healthy or not even healthy uh, uh injured Ebenezer Dewana go out there Jalen Gibson starting Jalen Gibson who the first game that he had to start against Syracuse almost made me retract my slander now it all he almost made me retract all my slander saying he's not a good player but the reality is um with him and three quarters of Dewana in your front court who in the ACC are you going to be who like that's just the reality you look at Manny Bates, one of the most feared shot blockers in the country, gone. You look at Ernest Ross, the very promising guy that everybody said had a better ability to shoot the ball than he's shown to this point, gone. You look at Ebenezer Dewana, who was injured in that game, and then you got Jalen Gibson as the only one that's healthy. Even if Jalen Gibson was an all-star, you still are looking at a very tough time with him being the only big, and then you've got – uh, Jericho Helens behind him, who also got hurt in the Duke game. I mean, in the uh, Notre Dame game. Like, you know, again, what what are y'all telling me that there are times where Keats needs to blame? For sure. The Florida State game, that timeout to stop a fast break led by Darian C. Brown when you're down two points, no sense whatsoever. He deserves every bit of criticism for that. The same way I said Dino Babers deserved criticism for his clock management, losing Syracuse some games. I'm fine with that. But to be upset at them losing with the current health of the team, why? Why are you wasting your energy in that way? You know, I don't disagree there. I also think Notre Dame is just a team that can turn it off and on. It's a team that certainly should be in the conversation when it comes to be who is at the top of the ACC, and they're desperately trying to squeak their way into the NCAA tournament and dance in March. So I think it's just when it came to the matchup, it was a mismatch because when Notre Dame's on, they shoot the lights out. They're certainly a team that nobody can really compete with. They also made some really good second-half adjustments by starting to play zone defense that really helped NCAA really helped the Irish in the long run. So when I say coach criticism, it was about more so the second hand adjust second half adjustments that weren't really made. Or when you see something happening, you don't then make some switch ups yourself. And again, I'm all for criticizing Coach Keys for his lack of adjustments, right? It shunned his ugly head once again. But you're a a and the biggest criticism I will have of Keats is the inability to uh get top recruits on campus. Because to me, you cannot be a team that is both undersized and bad at shooting. That Those two cannot exist in the same space. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be bad at shooting, at least let me be bad at shooting with a bunch of really long, really big guys that, hey, you know what? We're going to have nights where we can't throw a rock in the ocean, but we're going to beat you on the boards by 10 rebounds every night. Okay, you know what? We got an undersized team, but every now and then we're going to get hot from the three, or regularly rather, we're going to be a really good three-point shooting team and you got to hope for a cold night to beat it. That's not that's not the case here. But with that being said, I mean, again, this team was just decimated by injuries coming into this game, and and at the end of the day, you're you're expecting um, you're expecting high level performances out of who that was on the court, like who that was there and and played the entire game. Are you expecting? Hey, this player needs to show up and dominate. Fair Darian enough. Darian Sebron. Yeah. Terquavion yeah. Smith? No. Yes, both of them. Yes. I think they're both uh, NBA level type of stars to come for sure. And I they combined like, for 33 points. Yeah. They're, they're doing it. 
You just but need, you need a, more than two. No. Exactly. You need more than two. <laughs> it's a five-man game. Okay. That's good enough there. A couple more men's games that I want to go over here in just a bit. But as you know, this is the new year, and we want to make sure that you get right this time of year. I pretty You pretty much have given up on your New Year's resolutions, but not this year. You're trying to stick to them by eating right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you actually enjoy eating this really good treats. Have you tried Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on the Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're 100% covered in real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yum, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. I can guarantee it. All of Built Bars are, again, 100% covered in real chocolate. Yes, and that's Puffs included. High calorie, low protein, low calorie, high protein. High protein, definitely want to get that right. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. Go to build.com and scroll down to macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we're wrapping up the show here with Kenton Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack. Make sure you guys check out his podcast after you make Locked On ACC your first. Listen, make Locked On Wolfpack your second. Virginia beats Miami, a team that was certainly sitting pretty with McGusty and Isaiah Wong, and yet the Hurricanes have found themselves falling in the ACC standings. Virginia, a team that has had an up-and-down year, picked up a big win, and then Virginia Tech beat Pittsburgh 76-71. to So as it stands right now, Duke is in sole top position for the men's um, ACC conference standings. Okay. Then you have Notre Dame, Wake Forest, Miami, Carolina, UVA, Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Boston College, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Pitt, and NC State. Never thought I would see NC State at the very bottom, but that's just... Yeah. Okay. Let's just get past Okay. We're going to keep rolling. Keep rolling. Cool, 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 cool. cool. So Duke sitting at top, finally, where we knew they would always be. Had a little shaky ground there just a bit. Only have a couple games left here for the rest of the season. Duke and everybody else. And who do we feel like it might squeak in when it comes to NCAA? Tournament? Uh I, I feel like the top, I feel like the top. Mm, I want to say Five and Impossible. This is spades right here. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's looking like. I, I think that Duke is a lock. I think Notre Dame is a lock. I think Wake Forest is a lock. I think Miami is a lock. Tar Heels, we just discussed it. They're they're big. They're going to get a lot of viewers. They have a large fan base. They're going to bring in the NCAA tournament a lot of money. And also, let's not just say the the money aspect of it. They have some really quality wins. They whether or not we want to admit it, they have some quality wins. Okay, they Michigan. may have gotten exactly. But I mean, I believe. Oh no, they didn't beat Miami. Have they beat Miami? No, they didn't. Okay, well. They have some quality wins early season beating Miami. Um, they have why do you keep saying that? Don't say that. <laughs> I, I don't know why I keep saying that. Michigan, <laughs> you're right. They beat Michigan. UVA may turn into a tournament team here. Um, but yeah, they they've got some they've got I mean, hey, 
even if they're not super quality wins, even if they don't have any, what's what's the word they're talking about? Quad one wins. Even if they don't have any quad one wins, I mean, even if you have no quad one wins, enough wins outside that quad can get you in. And the teams that they got whooped by, Purdue, Tennessee, Duke now, teams that got mollywhopped by, Wake Forest, Kentucky, Miami. All tournament teams. All cool. tournament teams, cool. you know. Cool. I mean, hey, all cool. your losses cool. are the tournament teams. You can live with that. Cool. 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 Listen, and here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, mm-hmm. right? I don't think that when you talk about the politics and when you talk about the, the viewership and all that, one thing that you always got to remember is if there can be a way made for certain teams to get in, if there can be a, a way made, if a team has a number one point guard in the nation, that player is going to go to the NBA next year, and they can find a way to force that team into the, the tournament, they will. If so because look, of Armando Baycott and Brady Manick, you're going to force your way in? No, not because of the players, because of the brand. UNC okay. is that type of brand that sure. if they can find a way, you will force them in. And with that being said, all of those 20-point losses to those highly ranked teams, that's still just one loss. At the end of the day, regardless of what you say as far as the eye test, regardless of what you say about you should not be able to get in with that, it's still just one loss. And if they end up finishing out this season strong, finally getting a quad one win, possibly winning a little bit in the ACC tournament, there's no way you keep them out. Even if they continue with their current pattern, just beating bad teams, losing all quad ones, they will still get it. They definitely have to win the first round of the ACC tournament, possibly the second. If Absolutely, they don't, but round one in the tough. ACC, round one in the ACC, they're not going to be facing a quad one team. They're not. And you would hope that they could pull it out. But tournament life is just different. You never know. Anybody That's can catch right. fire. Anybody can catch fire. All right, for tonight's games, make sure you check out Virginia, who will face Duke here on ESPN. And you also have Pittsburgh playing Virginia Tech, a little rematch. Love to see it. Nice little play on Saturday and then play on Monday there. I hope they all, you know, I don't know, they probably had to travel to the other school. So that's a lot and sort of a waste. Probably should have just done a doubleheader on Saturday, Sunday. But neither way, I'm just talking. Now, on a Sunday, we saw some really good women's games. Syracuse beat excuse me, Louisville beat Syracuse 100 to 64, North Carolina Molly walked to Miami 85 to 38. Florida State pulled out the upset against Notre Dame 70 to 65. Virginia Tech beat Boston College 85 to 62. And then we didn't really get to wrap up here as we were recording previously, but Clemson played Virginia and Wake Forest played Duke. Big Monday night games for ACC women, Georgia Tech and NC State. NC State trying to get back on the horse as they, you know, took that Notre Dame loss, but were able to figure things out. Um, excuse me, sorry, getting things together, figure things out against Florida State, and now they're trying to make sure that they beat another top 25 program in the Yellow Jackets. Feeling good about that, Mr. Gibbs? You, you know, I, I think that this game is a little bit better of a situation because it's not as many games as closely packed um, as that Notre Dame game was or or they're traveling uh, the same type of distance. But with that being said, I mean, it's the ACC. You know, the ACC men's side may not be carrying the torch for what they're supposed to be, but those women are balling. And with right. that being said, how confident am I in NC State in this game? On a scale of 1 to 10, I give it about a 7.5. I think hmm. that that front court of Georgia Tech is massive. Uh, led by Kubashi is a, a tough out for anybody, and it's going to be the same thing for Alyssa. That's the reality. That's 
I, I think that uh, the the deciding factor in this game will be can NC State turn them over? Can NC State speed up the pace? Uh, can can they find a way to not fall into Georgia Tech's game? And even if they do, can they find a way to just make enough plays? Because Georgia Tech is a team. I don't know if they have the scoring power to keep up, but if they make it slow and muddy and messy, they could they could make something happen. You know, I think it's interesting. I feel like NC State, maybe even Louisville, is the type of team similar to Duke where everyone gets their best, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone gets their top level of play. And so, of course, you're going to have to be great every time you go out. So I'm really excited to see this game. I think it's going to be really two great teams going head-to-head and really, like you said, front court matchups between Kunane and Kubaj. Kubai, there it is, um, going out there on Monday night. So make sure you guys check that one out. Kenton, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? It's great to be here. You can find me at LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter. You can find me on Locked on Wolfpack wherever you're listening to this. Guys, make sure you guys come back tomorrow. We are going to have more of that NC, NC North Carolina <laughs> Duke matchup with J.J. Jackson. We're also going to get you ready for some of those midweek games as we head into some final conference play of the year. and We prepare for the ACC tournament up there in Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and then we get the March Madness train rolling and how many teams will make it in. You'll have to find out at Locked on ACC on Twitter if you want to follow us there. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, and if you want to get in on the betting action, make sure you listen to the Locked on Bets podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts with Candice Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.